Good day, and welcome to the Trauma-Focused Hypnotherapy Podcast. Um, today, I am joined by Jesse. Hey, guys. Hey, Jesse. And I'm also joined by Chuck. Hello. How are we doing? I am doing pretty good. How are the two of you? Excellent. Happy New Year. Yeah, yeah indeed. We're, we're recording this the first, the first week of 2020. Mm-hmm. So I think we, we, we were kind of talking before we, we um, started recording and we were getting pretty excited about the topic of change. And what I think we'll do today is kind of just discuss um, broadly um, how hypnotherapy or hypnotherapy techniques can be used to help clients um, actualize the change they want to see or discover the change that they need. Excellent. And yeah. Chuck, I know that you were, you were saying earlier um, that there were, there were a few techniques I think that you had in mind and were describing it. So I'm wondering if you could actually kind of lead us off on some of your thoughts. Well, I mean, you know, this time of year, it's so common. Um, if you were to go, you were to, go to a, a yoga, yoga studio or go to the gym, I went to the gym before I joined you guys today, and you just see everybody coming out and exercising and, and wanting to make this positive change uh, to their body, want to lose weight want to have a, a new mindset for themselves, you know, and hearing people's, you know, people have different ideas and goals and sometimes very, very grand, grandiose goals on all these uh, significant changes they need to make for themselves. Um, and that's great. I, th I think it's wonderful that people see the new year as a chance to make uh, positive changes for themselves. Um, and of course, the three of us know that day is any day, you know, uh, it doesn't have to be you know, the first of the of the following year, it could be, it could be right now, you know? Um, mm -hmm. and so, and so when I have clients come in and talk about making these significant changes, um, you know, I, I encourage them to be open to, um, how having that mindset of wanting to do better than they were doing before that already started the change, you know, wanting, wanting something more for themselves, you know? Um, and then it's important to, you know, explore, you know, how long has this been on their list of changes, right? You know, and, and let's, and, and maybe examine, um, you know, what they expect for themselves. Um, maybe what's held, held them back up to this point. Um, but just being, uh, you know, being, being realistic with themselves, you know, giving themselves credit for where they have already started those changes, but also being mindful of how they have really made changes in their life, but also what, what's um you know what's what has stopped them to this point you know why do they want to make it and and why now you know um sure. so like we we have in um this celebration of the new year like this this ingrained ritual almost that's kind of like our uh our yearly performance review um and um i, I guess like in a lot of the narrative i see from people um it it is kind of like identifying what are the things that are not going so well or things I don't like and what can I do to, to do something around that. Um, and then sometimes those are committed to like spans of time, like goals and maybe sometimes they're looser. And then of course, I think there's a larger dialogue of like, well, do we end up implementing those or do we not? Um, and do we really only find ourselves examining them around this time of the year? Um, but I think you were kind of talking about, um, not just what those, those things that, um, that somebody desires change towards would be, but also like, what are the barriers? What are the things that could be getting in the way? Sure. Sure. Um, you know, what is the reason for it? And, um, 
how is that going to, to, to serve them? And, but also what to this point has potentially held them back? You know, what, what has led to this change? Has it, has it was it a breakup? Um, was it, um, someone having a, you know, uh, um, overdosing, uh, was it a situation where they've, they've, they've had to file bankruptcy or et cetera, et cetera. So there's so many various, um, traumatic events that could take place. Um, or, or it could be based on, you know, what's been stored up inside, uh, their unconscious, you know, uh, trying to come out to be who, who they are, you know, who they're supposed to be or, or be more than what they are right now. So it's, there's a, there could be a resistance to, to, uh, to negative things, you know, but there could be a, a resistance to, to positive things, you know, and, mm. and, and I know we often don't want to go good, bad, um, evil, um, you know, um, evil. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> no, but just, you know, we, we avoid judgment though. That's something, you know, I've, I've, you know, we learn over time is that I've, there's no good, there's no bad, there's no, you know, evil or holy, I, you know, I'm trying to find a, an opposite for that, but mm-hmm. you know, it's, you know, but it's so, erasing that encouraging them to you know challenge that judgment um of others you know because you know we know our judgment of others often stems from us judging ourselves right and Mm. and maybe that's that internal uh judgment that we're dealing with and and you know what and maybe that's maybe that's the the initial step towards making change you know is taking away taking away judgment so that we can you know uh challenge what we think we shouldn't be doing and and encourage more of what we think we should. Yeah. I, I, I think that like, if you were to really boil down, like thinking of the question, why why do people go to therapy? It, I think almost always involves the desire um, consciously stated or not for something to be different. Sure. Um, There, there's something about the way things are right now that, um, that is just not that desirable. And it could range from um, things that feel more malleable, like, man, I'd, I'd really like to lose five pounds. Or, you know, within six months, I'd really like to do something to get that promotion at work. Or, like you're saying, Chuck, like, we could be talking about um, reactions to, like, big um, life-altering events or traumas where perhaps we're trying to consider, like, how do we not find ourselves in this position again? Or how do we fix this harm or hurt that has befallen us. Um, so I think that's like a great springboard to how do we, how do we use hypnotherapy um, to start working with that? Yeah. I mean, open question. I just, uh, to kind of jump in on that one, I think uh, when we're thinking about these kind of things, like when people want to make changes, you know, it's, it makes a lot of conscious sense to want to make these changes. And, you know, there's a lot of good arguments. Well, eat more vegetables and work out. It's going to be good for you. You're going to feel better. And that's great. That makes logical sense. But oftentimes I feel like, you know, especially for me and the clients that I work with, there's an underlying story, uh, whether it's, you know, conscious and more likely it's unconscious, the story that we live in that keeps us from doing those things that make logical sense. So, you know, I don't, I don't really believe that anyone gets into a situation uh, that doesn't have a reason behind it, you know, so if, you know, if we've put on weight or, you know, we're, we're not pursuing the goals that we want to, we're not stepping out and trying to live our dreams. Like, you know, we might say to our friends that we want to behind all of those things is a reason for which we do it. Now I may not be able to consciously tell you what that reason is, but underneath the surface, 
there's some feeling, some emotion, some part of the story that is acting itself out to keep me from achieving those things that I want to achieve. So whether that's, you know, when, when you're always down in the dumps, people kind of reach out and care for you. And so by getting out of the dumps, I kind of lose some of those feelings of social support that I naturally get. So kind of this counterintuitive balance that we sort of experience when we're trying to push into these new year's goals. And right. so, like, um, yeah, go ahead. No, it's like a self-defeating cycle, right? They're so used to that same trance that they've been living. Um, I show this affect, I'll get this response. You know, they got yeah. used to be, you know, almost being reinforced for um, living the way that they're living and acting the way they're acting. Yeah. That makes, that makes great sense, Jesse. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think all too often that stuff is kept in the unconscious where, you know, we, we start to make these conscious steps. Like, I mean, that's what you saw this morning when you go to the gym and everyone's at the gym trying to do this thing, but you know, Chuck, give it till February and uh, half of them will be gone. Give it till March and only a quarter will be left. Right. Sure. <laughs> it's, sure. It's always the way it goes because that conscious logic doesn't fit within the unconscious story that they're living in. And right. so it's until we start to change through hypnotherapy or through whatever means to engage the unconscious, until we get the unconscious on board, we're not going to see those changes that we want to see. And for me personally, I mean, maybe we can riff on this for a bit. Um, I personally am not a huge fan of New Year's resolutions. Because for me, it applies way too much pressure on one specific day of the year where we think, okay, everything needs to change now. Right. And all too often, <laughs> change, change just does not take place in that way. I think by having resolve every single day, we give ourselves the opportunity to actually make those changes. I think New Year's resolutions uh, apply way too much pressure. And when we start to fail at those New Year's resolutions, we start to feel that guilt and anxiety that keeps us from then engaging in them the rest of the year. So I don't, I don't know. Do you, do you feel that way about that stuff? Well, bouncing off what you just said, Jesse, that could also then trigger other traumas the feelings of failure, judgment, oh, man. you know, not, do, not doing things right. Um, I always do things wrong. I, I knew I couldn't do it. Right. And, and so, and, yeah. and that's why when we look at goals, even whether it's from a family member or our, our, our partners or, you know, a client where they have these, these big changes that they want to make, you know, whether, you know, I'm coming from a friend standpoint, a family member standpoint, you know, a, a partner standpoint or a therapist mm -hmm. standpoint, it's, um, you know, wanting to make, make, things better for yourself is good but let's let's be mindful of even small steps right allow, allow yourself to yeah. give give yourself credit for the small steps you know don't go from not working out ever to seven days a week for two hours a day how about doing some stretches before you get out of bed and and go to the you know do some core exercises before you take your shower before you have your coffee you've worked out that day you know and anything you do on top of that is good and so whether it's someone saying i want to write my next book you know, and I haven't written in a year, well, then, you know, if you, when you have those ideas, be willing to record them, be willing to write a couple things down, you know, because right. even, because even if you're thinking about a project, you're working on it, you know, whether that's a visual art piece, a musical piece, um, organizing your house, you know, be mindful of the small steps that you're making each day and, and allow those good thoughts and feelings to come in, right? That's you gradually, you know, that's you inserting, you know, potentially a positive trance to battle the historical trance that you've been carrying about, you know, you always say things you're not going to do, right? Or you, yeah. you, you, you weren't going to do it, 
right? Yeah. Because um, some of these goals people have are meant to fail. Whether they yeah. consciously, whether they consciously know it, or it's stored in their unconscious, or it's it's you know sitting in that shadow, uh, they put they put themselves way out there. You know, um, you know, worked with a a, a, co- a college student who was flunking out of school. You know, he he went from not going to school, felt so bad that he was far behind, and took seven classes his first semester. You know, and and by you know when mm-hmm. I when I worked with him, he'd already failed out. You know, flunked out, and uh, or just had a very awful semester and was considering quitting. So we really had to examine. You know, why seven classes? You know, I don't think I ever took more than four or five when I went through yeah, that's school. That's a lot. Yeah, right. And so just losing 50 pounds or 100% quitting smoking or never, you know, this or that, you know, the absolutes can set us up for failure, be mindful of gradual change. And I think that can potentially break away over time that trance as, you know, about having to be perfect or, or we're, we're not good at all. You know, yeah. having, having to be completely holy or we're evil. I'll go ahead and go back to that. <laughs> the use of that one. I love it. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of think of, I guess, the the act of like listing out these goals. I think that um, I think that what can be happening in that is like this glimpse of an actualized self compared to where someone feels like they are now. And kind of like how you're saying um, with that example, Chuck, like, you know, somebody feels, feels a lack. So like their first semester, they take seven classes. Um, you know, the, the desire to change is there, but like, I think it's like this, this um, corrective drive to reach this um, pedestal version of who we think we need to be. And right. in that, I think, it starts suggesting what are the themes of the story? Um, as Jesse was saying earlier, like if you need to mm-hmm. take those classes or go back into school, why? Um, if you have convinced yourself that um, happiness or some change is going to lie behind um, losing 10 pounds, what is the significance of body weight or body image there? Sure. Um, what, what are the things that are kind of just so attached to worldview belief or values that they're, they're, they're um, assumed, not necessarily examined. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, to, uh, to kind of go back to what was brought up a little bit um, is when we talk about the shadow and the darker parts of the unconscious, you know, I use darker sort of metaphorically, not darker as in evil, but darker as in they don't see the light of day. Um, you know, part of that, the dark side of new year's resolutions is failure. And it's until we really accept not only the positive aspects of new year's resolutions of daily resolutions, we have to also accept the darker parts that by taking on the responsibility of resolutions and taking on the responsibility of actually trying to pursue our goals and dreams, we have to also accept the responsibility of you're going to feel failure because you're not going to make it. Uh, And that's, I mean, not only is that just something you have to accept, but that's something that I can guarantee you, you will feel right. (laughs) Because if you're trying to achieve something by December, 2020, and here we are in January, 2020, you're going to mess it up in January because it's the first month of the 12 month process. And I think all too often we ignore those parts of what resolutions are kind of in the same way that Ernie, you were just bringing up, you know, if we're trying to lose weight, which is a really common one. So 
not that it's uh not it's the perfect example but it's a common example when we're trying to lose weight like i can't tell you how many people i've worked with in my therapy practice who want to lose weight but then as they start to lose weight they recognize wow i put on this weight because when i feel heavier when i feel like surrounded and filled with food i feel safer and so by shedding these pounds i feel more vulnerable nobody thinks about those dark parts of the sort of unconscious story of losing weight it's like sure. by pursuing uh losing weight going to the gym you may start to feel more vulnerable you may start to feel more threatened you may start to feel like other people are noticing you in different ways that maybe you haven't had to confront because that was part of the unconscious story that was going on that caused the weight gain in the beginning. Absolutely. So I, don't, I don't know Absolutely. what your story is, but those dark parts have to be accepted. I don't know. Sure. What do you think? I love that. I love that. I mean, and, and tying that into, you know, it could be repressed traumas or traumas that they are aware of, you know, uh, someone will alter, you know, will hold back on, you know, looking as good as others are reminding them they can look because they don't want to feel those feelings. They don't want to feel threatened. They don't want to be sought after. They don't want to be a mm. target. Right. And so being, being in fear of being a target once again, whether they're consciously knowing it or just, uh, you know, whether it's stored back in, in, in repressed traumas, you know, they were made to feel shame. And so they, they're, they're afraid of feeling strong. So at a moment in their life, they may have uh, shown they, they they showed strength and and for some reason that feeling of confidence was was pushed back into the shadow or, yeah. or shocked or, or shocked back into the shadow and so as they're coming back out with this resolution you know we could say you know tie, I believe this ties into what you're saying Ernie it's like that desire from deep within is there right and and, and it maybe it's just not being articulated right or written out right when it's too extreme but just you know from the inside if someone's saying I want to lose ten pounds from the inside it's saying love yourself, feel better, feel healthier, have more energy. Um, uh, you know, you'll feel more energetic. You'll feel more focused if you start eating healthier or, or exercising better, you know, or, or there was a time when you um, felt confident and you have that right to feel confident again. Right. And so it, it's that mindset of, you know, I, I, I exist, you know, and it's okay that um, as I'm gradually losing this weight or putting on muscle or, or, or gaining stature, um, that, that I have a right to be here, you know, and, and I, I, you know, tying into what you said, you know, Jesse, that's, that's to me, that that's what resonates with me is that I have the right, I have to give myself the right to feel good. Right. I have that right. But yeah. for some reason I, I've, I've felt like I had to, you know, reduce my strength so that I can hide my, my glow in front of others. So it's allowing yourself to, to shine. Right. You know, and from, the, from the shadow into the light. Yeah, kind of some classic defense mechanisms there, sure. you know, where we, we hide that stuff because whether we know it consciously or not, we're sort of defending from uh, unwanted attention, defending from the extra responsibility that those things create. So I don't know, Ernie, like, how do you think that uh, hypnotherapy plays a role in sort of working through this stuff we're talking about? How does, how does that incorporate into this story? Um. Well, I think in the thing that most immediately springs to mind, and I think we're actively talking about it, is is going into the shadow and bringing those unseen things into the light where they can be examined, where we can start um, working with them to change the story. Um, I, I guess the paradox that I'm noticing, even in these examples we've been picking, um, 
is, you know, what is, what is the thing that's actually desired in the change? Like, um, just continuing like the, the notion of weight loss or changing appearance. Um, you, you want, you want this measurable thing, but, but what does that do for you? I, I suspect for, for many people, it might be, you know, if I, if I look a certain way, I will be happier or I will be noticed more, or perhaps maybe as we're saying in some way, I won't be noticed as much. Um, and you know, it, it's possible to embody those feelings now. I feel like if you were to just put that out there, though, uh, Jesse, I think as you're saying, you, I feel, would encounter resistance because yeah. somewhere the story has become to reach this goal or end, this is what must be done. Um, and I think it's using the therapy process and, you know, it could the techniques might depend on the therapist and the way they do therapy or do hypnotherapy, but starting to uh, rattle that concept of should and must in the story in the narrative that's being put forth. Hmm. Um, yeah. And I know that um, one, I guess we were to, to, to narrow this conversation, maybe to, you know, like what, what's an example of how this might look with a technique we were discussing before jumping on book ending. Um, and I, I guess I'd be curious to, maybe punt your question back, like what might book like, eh, what might book ending look like if we, if we apply it to this context? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, not to, not to pass it on, but Chuck, I know you, we talked a lot about this. Do you have any thoughts on, on book ending or hypnotherapy involving change? Sure. Um, and so something that came to mind when you were talking about how to apply hypnotherapy with change is, you know, something I, I use to, to uh, ha encourage someone to be open toward um, hypnotherapy and open towards trance. Um, of course, you know, uh, like we've discussed in classes, being mindful of the trances that they they're currently living in, you know, whether it's mm, yeah. fam family trance, you know, that that's led up to this point. Um, you know, whether it's, uh, uh, um, you know, a, a woman was, you know, was sexually assaulted or um, the trances from work or feeling, you know, trapped within a relationship. And, and so these, these trances, that they're currently that are currently around them. Not not saying we're gonna we're gonna break them in, in one session, but just being open to the to various trances, including the drive to come and see to, to come and see me, right? Or their drive from from home to work that day. Um, and being open to, you know, allowing this time in our session to be their time, right? And and allowing them to give themselves permission to feel um, comfortable and safe, you know, whether just, just in, in the, the chair they're sitting in or just in, in the space that it's a safe space, you know? Um, and so allowing, allowing them to, um, take a break from that, um, and pulling themselves back in. And that's how it'd be a way of in, in, inducting them into that. The, the trance is just, you know, letting all the noise around them kind of, you know, filter out, you know, and, and just allow themselves to focus on the breath, right. And allow them to fall deeper into, um, into a, a comfortable state, you know, where they're more open to suggestions, um, you know, and, and applying bookending to it, um, you know, uh, the way it comes to me is, you know, we're, we're talking about uh, the, the various things that brought them there. Let's say in, in this case, it's, um, you know, we talked about, um, you know, uh, let's see, um, confidence, right? We'll say, we'll say confidence, you know, let's say it's a, we'll say it's a trauma survivor dealing with issues of confidence and feeling weak, you know, because of the holidays uh, triggering past, past traumas. Um, mm -hmm. And, and so, 
talking about those things, you know, within, within our session and, and getting into the relaxing state and, and this individual saying that they're, you know, they're, they're not strong, you know, they're, they're, they're weak. They've, they've, they've felt shame. They, they uh, were shaking, you know, with their utensils at the, at the dinner table in front of their parents, right. They're oppressors. Um, and so, you know, going in then into the and letting those, you know, gradually letting that chatter go and, allowing them to, to fall into trance is just, you know, you know, wanting to plant those seeds of how, um, you know, they're so resistant on the way in about how strong they are, just planting those seeds, pointing out those moments, those pieces, you know, where, you know, they have been so strong to still be facing the family, um, you know, after what they've been through up to this point. Right. And so whether that's in deep trance or just within communication or open eye trance, just planting those seeds, you know, of how, you know, of how they have been strong to even come in and, and see us that day or come in and, and face this issue or wanting to, yeah. uh, wanting to address it, you know, sharing how they, they felt fear, you know, and, and were shaking at the table and pointing out how these are, how they've carried the weight of, of, of what's been done to them up to this point. And it takes a lot of strength to carry that much weight, you know, and then tying it, you know, um, you know, into other concepts is the more weight you've carried, the stronger you've become. Right. And so, and then coming back out and, and going back to, you know, them, you know, still allowing them to still, if they, if they're still going to stay in that trance at this point, I can't shake them out of it necessarily in one session, but just being open to the idea that, you know, you can still keep talking about these stressors, but I'm going to plant in seeds of your strength, even though you're, you're insisting that you're weak. Because, you know, in, in their unconscious, you know, they, they, they've had to fight this whole time. Their, their unconscious has been fighting for them, you know, and, and yeah. they feel, at this point feel fear to, to show what's in the shadow. They're uh, possibly f- afraid to show confidence, uh, maybe out of fear of being pushed back down as, you know, what's, what's happened to them in the past, you know. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and I think for, uh, for those who, who maybe don't know, I'll just say, you know, kind of a brief description of what bookending means. Um, bookending is, is this idea where it happens in conversation all the time where we talk about one topic uh, and then we very quickly switch to another topic, talk about that for a little bit, and then go back to the original topic. So it's almost like if you can imagine like a farmer in a field and there's, you know, there's this big field cleared and laid out in front of you. That's like the surface of the conscious mind. Right. And so what the farmer does, what the hypnotherapist does is they'll dig a hole down, place a seed of an idea inside that and then smooth the dirt over top. That's kind of the idea of what like a book ending is. So maybe I'm having a conversation with a friend about Christmas and we're just talking about like how the day was, what their experience was. And then without much of a transition, without much of a warning, I will say something like Chuck, like you're saying, like, wow, I notice how strong you were to confront your parents, even in the amount of fear that you're experiencing. I just say something like as significant and as deep as that. But then I go back to the original conversation. Okay, so what happened next after you open Christmas presents? Right. Yeah. What that does for the mind is the conscious brain is still thinking about the story of, uh, well, not even the story, it's thinking about the logical sequence of events of Christmas morning. But the unconscious mind very clearly heard my communication of affirming their strength. And so it allows 
the conscious mind to continue thinking about one thing while I'm communicating with the unconscious mind and communicating that strength. And the reason we do that as hypnotherapists is if we were to have a more logical, conscious conversation about affirming my friend's strength, oftentimes uh, my friend or the conscious mind would critique that and be like, oh, no, I'm, I'm not that strong. Or, oh, no, it actually wasn't that brave of me to confront my parents that way because our conscious mind is so critical. Right. So by having something like this called bookending, where I can stop the conversation, plant a seed, and then go back, it allows that comment to have more weight because I'm bypassing the conscious mind completely. Sure. No chance. They have no chance to battle it. Even if their initial response when they heard it, what may have been to, you pulled right back out of it and you're on back to the conversation. You changed, you changed, went back to the course that you were on. No, I, I, no, I love it. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Love that's, it. that's yeah. 100% it. Ernie, what do, yeah. you, what do you think? Is that, is that the way that you kind of understand bookending and the way that it helps with change? Sure. Um, and I think like, I think, you know, you use the example of a conversation, like going from one subject and kind of returning to it. I, I think this could be, you know, you could delineate this further with like, just, just whatever cues in the person's unconscious mind and attention. So like your, your bookending, I think could look like a topic of conversation. It could be the use of like an established metaphor. Um, that the person is familiar with Mm, um, where, you know, all I'd have to say is this word and already because we've established associations with that word um, prior, just dropping it into the conversation or into the therapy process now cues in these realizations or this awareness. Um, But yeah, broadly, I I, I think the, um, that depiction of the field is beautiful. I know I was, yeah. I was tripping off on that, thinking about a field and a farmer. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, that's a great concept. Yeah, um, for sure. You know, because the planting, you know, the the seeds, you know, it, it's it naturally um, will encourage someone to think deeper than where than where their conscious mind is. You know, uh, we think of roots. You know, we, we think of um, you know the history that, of how it's not only growing on the outside, but it's growing further and deeper on the inside. So speaking of stories, um, you know, just looking back at the, the conversation today, some of the themes that we we found ourselves talking about um, change, what makes it hard, um, how hypnotherapy can be used to help facilitate change, um, techniques that we commonly use to achieve that. And in all aspects, I think, you know, how does this touch on the, the individual person's story? Um, any closing thoughts or comments? Um, yeah, before we maybe wrap up. Um, for me, I would say be mindful of small steps, right? You sure. know, a mantra, a mantra that I use with clients and for myself, you know, as long as I take a step forward each day inside, I'll allow for good things to say. You know, as long as I take a step towards my goal, I'll feel stronger inside my mind, body, and so, and I'll apply that to adults, to kids, to myself, just be mindful of the small steps. A small step is still a step. You know, a small step is more than what you um, had done before. Be mindful of the little steps because those little steps are gradually going to get to where you want to go. And even if that's just challenging the addiction of negative thinking, uh, challenging uh, procrastination on, on good feelings, pro- procrastination on, on feeling better, right? Be mindful of even the small steps, you know, even with, with someone 
dealing with, uh, you know, severe anxiety or, or depression, you know, be mindful of the small steps because it's going to take, it could take time to pull out of that. Um, but, you know, be open for the big steps that are going to become, that could be, become easier in the future, you know, but, but for now, be mindful of the small steps. Small steps still represent steps. Small changes still represent change. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I'd say, you know, the big, the big takeaway for me in my life is just, um, em- embrace the difficult journey. Uh, sure. you know, I, sometimes I get the wording is, is kind of tricky because I would almost say em- embrace the pain, embrace the negative. Uh, yeah. but a lot of times the negative things that our mind comes up with are lies. And so I don't want to accept lies, but I do want to accept that this journey is going to be hard. I do want to accept the negative things that are going to come from it because by pressing into those things and by learning how to incorporate the reality of the difficult situation, I'm going to free myself to achieve and to overcome those things that get in my way. So just that, that freedom that comes from embracing the difficult journey. Huge for me. Love it. Yeah. Embracing experience period. I think, um, Milton Erickson said something along the lines of um, change will lead to insight much more often than insight will lead to change. Mm-hmm. Um, so Love sometimes that. just kind of seeking out the experiences that it seems like you need. If you fail, if you succeed, it's, it's that in of itself is a change from what seems to be the baseline where we've started. Yeah. yeah. Well I like it. Well put. Well, thank you very much, guys. Um, this has been a great conversation. Yeah, I've had a great time. Thank you. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, awesome. Hey, Chuck, before, uh, before we like, wrap up, uh, do you want to kind of introduce yourself, what you do, and, uh, and plug yourself real quick? Sure. Um, I'm a licensed mental health counselor. I, I, um, here in uh, Orlando, Florida. Um, but I work with clients throughout, throughout the state of Florida uh, through telecommunication, uh, whether through messaging or uh, video conferencing, phone conferencing. Um, uh, here in Orlando, I you know, work with uh, children, teens, families. Uh, a lot of my work uh, takes place uh, within the school system in Orange County schools. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also do uh, you know, telecommunication with uh, adults and teens in the Orlando area. And I, and I, and I uh, do uh, um, a, a great deal of, uh, I do a lot of work uh, on site where, where the clients are, whether it's in their home or, um, you know, at their job, you know, various locations. Um, yeah, I appreciate, yeah, I appreciate, uh, you guys giving me the invite to come out here and, and really have a mental, a mental jam session. <laughs>